I think maybe it's uh, Rory's turn. It might be Rory's turn. I think it's Rory's we turn. To, we have to come up with a very good theme for the episode because our <laughs> listeners have a certain caliber of theme they expect now <laughs> from a, from a Rory episode. <laughs> for a Rory episode, they've got to know what they they got to know. <laughs> well, you're just chasing you're chasing that high from the sourdough episode. You've never quite gotten to top. I've never quite I've never quite <laughs> topped sourdough. <laughs> this is your bread dead. Re- I thought Jamiroquai was pretty fun. Yes. Your bread dead redemption. Oh <laughs> no, I didn't like that. It's fine, you know. How about bread, bread, rebrebsh, rebrebsh? Uh, you know, there's a third one in there. <laughs> he yeah. found it. He found the joke. <laughs> oh, there it, it is. Buried. Ding, ding, ding. We found the joke. <laughs> this, I found the joke I wanted. It was buried under a whole pile of better jokes. <laughs> so what's this under all these hats was a great joke <laughs> under this pile of hats the whole time it was you a good joke <laughs> let me tell you about my family I sell propane and propane accessories All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've come back to another great week of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's that animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And this week, this week we're doing something a little different. This week, (laughs) things are going to be just a little different than usual. Oh, oh, really? (laughs) Because we all just, all the three of us just had our first, we were just on our first episode of the show Bones. And we've all, we're now, we're all on the show Bones. And we're just so (laughs) eager to talk about it, to tell everybody, we're going to talk about a cartoon still, but we just want to tell you guys what it's like to be on Bones. We want to talk about... On television's Bones? (laughs) On television's Bones. Ugh. That just sounds like like television's bones. We pulled the skin off. We took all the gross stuff off. We're looking at television's bones. No, 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 no. I think I think what Rory's getting at is that lovely show with David Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel. Yes, that lasted far too long. Is it still running? I don't it's even on, know. It's on a seventeenth season, the one that we just got, and we got oh to God. put we got and we got to touch we got to put some bones together and go look who did it. <laughs> So, yeah, we actually landed a guest starring role on Bones. Is that right? Yeah, That's correct. Yeah, we're trying to remember we're what Bones. we did. <laughs> yeah, this very real thing that happened in our lives. Just remind me, Rory. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we just, you know, so, you know, the, 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 the thing, when you just call up a show and they don't, they're like, hey, well, we don't have to do all the work of casting these three, these three lovable scamps on our show. We'll just throw them on. You know, bing bang, boom, let's put them on TV. Let's get these boys on TV and let's get them to rub some bones. <laughs> I played as one of the bones. <laughs> you were a, you were a bone. I was one of the bones. Yeah. <laughs> they had me come on as a as a very exciting and naked corpse. Uh, uh-huh. You were I was, very naked. I was incredibly defiled in ways that I wasn't even very clear on, but the makeup was incredibly disgusting and convincing. But the penis was all yours. <laughs> Enough about the show Bones, you two. I know you were so excited to talk about the show Bones, the TV show Bones that we were on, but today we have to talk about our cartoons still, and you guys are getting uh, way out of line. You're getting so far into the weeds on this one. We you were know, also we were, on this television. We were on the show Weeds. weeds. We were yeah. <laughs> 
which we can go into if we want. To. Yeah, I was I was one of the the pots. I was the weed. Yeah, I played the weed. Yeah, <laughs> we all played the weed and we got smoked by. Uh, you ever been rolled into a blunt by a Hollywood star? Yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah, when that lady from the West Wing uh, makes you into uh, smokable gas into her lungs, um, it's so good. <laughs> And you're just nothing but bones when they're done. Right. Uh, hey, Rory, they, who did you play on the show Bones? Oh, on the Bones, I was, so I was, here's the thing you might not know about Bones. So she, she's got, she's got autism and she's, she doesn't really understand like social stuff. Right. So she, and so I come in, I came in as her, as her like estranged brother and she, we're trying to reconnect, but all she wants to do is talk to me about Bones and I'm just not having any of it. <laughs> I want to hear about your Bones. I'm trying to love. I'm trying to fall in love with my sister. We've been apart for 28 years. <laughs> Wait, she, wanted to, she was just trying to understand this family dynamic. Yeah. A little more. <laughs> she just wants to talk about bones all day, and I'm having none of it. I, I think you need to be more it. respectful of your sister. Well, you know what? You gotta. She's all she does is tell me which bones go into which other bones. When she just sings the song to you? She just sings the bone song because I'm five. <laughs> oh, you were five in this scenario. I see, I see. That makes that makes more sense. Well, um, I'm glad that we were able to really be in the show bones. You know, <laughs> when you really think about it, I'm just glad that we were in the show bones. Yeah. And uh and I'm glad that we were able to find a transition to the shows that we're watching. Yeah, that's really right. And you guys made you it found. about smoking weed. You guys got it. <laughs> so let's go well, let's go let's go watch our cartoons. Yeah, let's yeah. yeah. Our, we've had our we've had our it's our union break because we're we're right. on the set of the show Bones and we're on our break <laughs> right now. And we're just gonna go talk about our cartoons today. Yeah, sag after it, just breathing down my neck. I fired my manager. <laughs> <laughs> we watched cartoons. We watched, uh, we skipped two episodes of Robotech to jump over to Robotech episode nine. And then we also watched episode two of Ring Raiders. So we're just moving right along on there. Two of five. Uh, so I think I think maybe it's time that we we head back to one of our trailers and have a talk about these lovely cartoons. Let's do it. Let's let's bone right in. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the 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 bridge of the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, the SDF One Macross, where we're all here gathered. I'm I'm I guess I'm Captain Global in this scenario. We're doing a new theme, just a theme for this segment. I'm Captain Global, and you two are a couple of the ladies on the bridge. Oh my! <laughs> so we got to talk about uh, the fact that we just skipped two episodes. And tell me more. Tell me more. I actually want you guys to tell me, did you, did either of okay. you watch them? I did, but uh, full disclosure, because I knew we were going to be talking about them, I was doing other, I was doing their gym jams while they were on. Figured yeah, I, I, get, I figured I'd osmose what I could out of them. Mm -hmm. I watched them the least. Uh, I have been <laughs> moving back from Portland to, to Washington, so I am now back in Washington, but that means I've been so busy, I have not really done my homework and watched these episodes. But I'll be the stand-in for the audience who also <laughs> hasn't done this. Um, I did page through them a little bit. I tabbed through the episodes, picked up some of the relevant 
details. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still a little vague. So I will do a little, I will do a little, uh, uh, a tour, a little cliff notes tour. tour. Yeah. Cliff notes tour through these episodes. So, uh, I skipped them. It wasn't specifically because they were bad or didn't have important content. It's just that I thought that they were the easiest two to not watch and jump to stuff that I did want to watch. Um, so here's a, here's a few bullet points of, of what occurred while we were gone. Uh, so they, they, they reach Mars. So remember they were heading towards earth and through the solar system and so they they reach mars that's really close to earth it's very close they are currently quite close now out of curiosity andy when you picked of these three to pick I, I, you may have told us behind the curtain i may have forgotten did we wind up watching the one we watched because we've been kind of giving this show a lot of sweet kisses every week and you wanted to uh... <laughs> wanted to pick one throw a sillier okay, pick, one in there well pick one that was gonna give it a little bit more of give it a couple slaps on the bottom rather than kisses on the lips <laughs> no so the one that we the one that we watched today this week i picked because it uh it sets up the next three episodes we're gonna watch ah because uh without any other context i felt like the mars one would be the one that we would watch that right once you right. like it had the most plot and stuff going on in it so anyway, so the Mars one that he's talking about, uh, the Mars one, it it sounds cool, but it's in, in actuality, it's not a particularly great episode. So here's what here's what happens. So we meet a new bad guy uh, named Chiron, and he's a he's a bad dude, bad Zentradi dude. He's a real hothead, and he doesn't want to follow orders from Britai, who's the big guy that we've seen so Sorry, far. Also, his name is Chiron. Does he work at CNN? Does Ooh, he have boom. like the scrolling? Boom, 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 boom. Got him with that Does word. Write the scrolling information about the NASDAQ. We get it. You know, you know, he wants us to know. He wants us to know he knows what a Chiron is. Cool. Uh, well, your uh, your massive intelligence is noted. Thank you very much, Austin Bridges. Uh, but. They they run a, they head to Mars because they want they think that you know it's been abandoned but they they think that there's a bunch of uh, supplies they want there, uh, but Lisa has another reason for wanting to visit because her old fiance Carl was uh, assigned there as sort of like a he was in the military but he was more like a scientist and so he was there working on the base, and she wasn't sure what whether he was alive or dead after a whole bunch of crazy stuff has happened. And so they go there. There's like a Zentradi attack and she goes down and she finds out that he is dead. He is for sure dead, her her fiance. And she is kind of like really upset and kind of gives up on life in that moment, uh, which is pretty rough. And she's going to just sort of go down with the Mars base as it gets attacked again. But uh, Rick shows up and he saves her and gets them the hell out of there. For this, he is awarded a Medal of Valor and also a promotion to Lieutenant. And that happens at the beginning of episode eight. And he also, uh, along with being promoted to lieutenant, he is given two pilots to serve underneath him, uh, Max and Ben, who we definitely see this week in this episode. Yeah, so I had I want I had to speak on that a little bit because I, I yeah. had a, uh, it, it felt a little bit sort of. You know, like the episode of Ring Raiders where everybody gets to be a commander. I, at first, I was a little, un, you know, annoyed that they're just handing out promotions to to Rick Hunter. Uh, it just feels a little unearned. But uh -huh. it, it occurred to me that as much as it did feel unearned, I'm kind of excited to see Rick Hunter with actual with an in a, in a command position. Yeah. He's got people under him, and I, I am excited to see how that goes. So sure. I kind of let it slide. I kind of I think about like in the Clone Wars where every Jedi is a general, just given general title. Like you can make a tree stump move, so I guess you're you're a general now. You're but... master tactician on a military scale. Yeah. 
uh yeah and the only other so the the other part about episode eight which is kind of why like i was either going to watch eight or nine because they essentially have the same big plot which is that rick wants to do minmay stuff but the war gets in the way of minmay stuff and he's butthurt about it um and last episode it was her like sweet 16 and she invited him but then he's like oh shit she invited like every hot pilot on the entire station. Yeah, she's still being a real. She's still, <laughs> she's still being pretty upsetting with her behavior. Yeah, it's it's not the greatest. And then there is uh, there's another fight, of course, with Chiron. There's, you know, they're they're being followed by the Zentradi. And then uh, his two new pilots. Uh, turns out Ben sucks. But... Ben, hold on though. Ben, <laughs> Ben is very alarming to look at. <laughs> He's he has like no eyelids. He's a very open eyed major stare. Owl man. Owl, he's like a large wall eyed Vegeta that <laughs> that just kind of glares and you know destroys every scene that he's in. But Max, Ma- oh Max, Max is a straight up hunk. Uh, yeah. But but like a tender hunk. Maximilian. He's got the full form. He's got the full name. Yeah, Maximilian Sterling. Oof. He oh, that name. I- Ugh. I'm that's attractive just to listen to <laughs> that. You, yeah, that, that's a, that's a panty dropper. <laughs> and he's got that that strange voice of Cam Clark. You mean you think they've fixed it so that Jan Morris will win? Where you're, you're kind of like, uh, yeah, you're hot, but your voice is a little like a like an uncle. It's hard to tell. <laughs> your but, voice, but is, your like voice is like an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a song. <laughs> Uh, but turns out Max is a real good pilot, even though he's really he's that was like his first like real taste of actual combat. He was really good and he shot down more planes than Rick. So there's sort of like a a fire set under Rick. Yeah. And unlike Rick, he's pretty he's pretty bone hard about about war. He's got no he's got no bones about it. No, like not show, at all. Like the show Bones, but he's got <laughs> none of them. <laughs> he was no bones to be found job. on Maximilian's about it he's not about he doesn't have bones about it <laughs> i love the way you talk rory <laughs> yeah rory's rory does not have that uncle problem rory has a <laughs> has a sexy way of talking and mm, he has the whole package you've got, uh, you've got what we like to describe as an uncle problem <laughs> <laughs> so this brings us to episode nine which we're which we uh watched i've just got discuss. too many uncles in this house you got <laughs> you gotta uncle. go home you don't have so to go home but you can't stay here uncles that's a good sitcom <laughs> too many uncles too many there's just too many uncles in this house right now too many uncles comes on right after bones <laughs> So episode nine is called Miss Macross, and here's a blurb for it. Uh, Minmay joins the Miss Macross pageant while Rick Hunter is sent on patrol. The Zentradi use the opportunity to study human culture further by sending a reconnaissance craft to tap into the pageant broadcast. I, you know, I'm torn because part of me is like we we haven't recorded in a couple weeks, a little bit of side backstory. So I was glad just to kind of get back to Macross. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Robotech. I was glad to just get back to Robotech. Same diff. Yeah, yeah, same diff. Um, and so I, you know, I enjoyed this episode. Um, it's, you know, hard to not enjoy it because I'm, I'm on board with these characters. It was, it was a sillier one. I would say this comes the closest to nonsense when it, when it comes to action, Mm -hmm. uh, things just kind of happening that isn't the focus and doesn't really accomplish all that much. Well, action nonsense. And the, you know, the plot was goofy too. The plot was very goofy. They've introduced this new movie star who I have to imagine 
Well, given the quality of the show, she might come back, but she felt like a throwaway, like a one, like an episode star, yeah. a cameo. She's yeah. a throwaway. So, what what actually does happen? Well, uh, Min May doing this Miss Macross pageant, so she's she spends the entire episode dealing with a beauty pageant, um, and I guess this they're, they're they're so inconsistent with what they what they tell us because she tells Rick well, t- the show needs to tell us the show we need to know the value of a woman and that's why we <laughs> and the only way yeah. to 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 judge their worth is to throw is to have a beauty contest otherwise we can't otherwise we're just shooting blind we're just shooting in the dark about how, what we think about Mid Man we don't know we'll we'll learn a very different lesson for our next show that we watch yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I, it, it, she says that the mayor entered her into the pageant, <laughs> but I thought uh, I thought you're that, fifteen. You say <laughs> that's about time for the entire country to ogle you. Uh, but it's weird because like wasn't wasn't this like the acceptance letter that she was telling Rick about ages ago, right? W- yeah. Or was that a different? Yeah, that was no, a singing was contest, from... wasn't it? Yeah, but then where'd that go? I don't. Yeah, know. well, definitely that's gone. So you're that's saying super this super gone. But, so you're saying, but that wouldn't that mean because this this episode was always a beauty contest? There's no way this could have been yeah. a singing this this no, like a singing no. episode redubbed. The, the, so you're saying the, the talent dub here took, is very clear. Yeah, but you're saying that the only possible explanation then was that the dub changed it to singing contest earlier instead of beauty contest. It's, it's either that or just the writing is bad anyway. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, this is definitely the one they let the intern write. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's weird. So so you're talking about uh, the movie star. So you have this woman, Jan Morris, who is a movie star who's in this beauty pageant against just like random nobody Minmay, 16 year old from the Chinese restaurant. And I mean, spoiler alert, Minmay wins. And I don't feel great about it. No, especially because I kind of believed the the explanation that, that mm-hmm. we, the twist we find out. It made it less one dimensional. It's like, oh, our main character goes beauty contest. It's boring. It's been done. Oh, she wins despite all odds. It's it's boring. It's drab. It doesn't really add any information. There was a twist about halfway through. We find out that the whole thing was a publicity stunt for the movie star's new movie, and that mm-hmm. she was just they were just going to give it to her. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there right. was a big upset. But I thought the I thought the publicity stunt angle was was fresh and something I hadn't mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, and I was right. excited for them to go deeper on it, but nah, but they did not. So they did not. I, Nor did they explain why she lost. No, <laughs> I I mean she lost because everyone's horning on a sixteen-year-old girl, and they let the audience vote. It, it clearly wasn't. Yeah, I, I suppose I should give Min May a little bit of a break in 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 keeping in keeping uh, my boy my boy Rick Hunter on the on the line like this, keeping him chased. She, <laughs> keeping, well, because she's got she's got the eye of the nation now, and she's a child, and you know maybe yeah. she just needs to keep everyone at bay. Maybe she's just swat away all the suitors. Yeah, she doesn't really swat him away though, does she? She kind of no, she doesn't. She lures him in and then bops him on the head when he gets close. <laughs> yeah, she really it's really upsetting. There's a there's a good part. I mean, the the now that we're talking about the the pageant, right? So there's at one point the judges make. Uh, make Jan Morris like they're like do a line from your latest movie yeah you know how how that works <laughs> you know how they just ask you to quote your movie it's so weird it's like on a on like talk show wise we you know nowadays like it's like show a clip from your movie but no one's like oh say that thing from your new movie say a quote out of context <laughs> but then she she does it what is it she says I wrote it down she says oh I would love to dance for you but first, I'm afraid you'll have to stop standing on my dress. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> like, what? Why? I, 
That's, yeah, not... that's probably good writing in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I bet with proper context, that's really charming. Oh, man, I can't wait to see the context for that line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just getting writing boners already. Um, you know, in in defense of that line, even though I I, I think in a, in a in a scripted TV show, uh, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have chosen to do it. Uh, people who interview celebrities on the streets are just the worst. And I'm not really surprised they asked something stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Sure. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're a ma- you're a magician. Can you do a trick? <laughs> you're a comedian. Can you tell me a joke? Yeah. Oh God, that's you're the an worst. actor. Can you say a line from a movie that you've done? <laughs> I mean, I don't see that as any different. Well, and it it doesn't surprise me because we saw the caliber of questions they ask him in May during this pageant, which are basically just, do you have boyfriend? How about male friends? Do you know It would be a real shame if Miss Macross Howard had a boyfriend. This thing's about getting some, this is about getting you laid, babe. So if you've already got a boyfriend, we don't need this. You don't need this contest. This is for those lonely single ladies out there who are trying to get their Miss Macross you know, but you're just trying to get a bone thrown in him. <laughs> Look, if you were a, a small civilization living on a on a ship with no guarantee that you'll return home, I think they, they've got to be getting those. They've got to be babies. just blasting nonstop. They've got to be blasting nonstop. It's got to be like that scene in The Matrix where they're just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> go into a cave and everybody just does, does what's got to get done. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not actually all that far off from what real like uh, uh, Japanese idols have to kind of deal with on a day to day basis. Like they can't have public relationships because a lot of their appeal is that the lonely, sad men who buy all their shit imagine themselves as their boyfriend. And they keep that they keep that, uh, you know, a possibility. Well, you better not tell me Hatsune Miku has a boyfriend. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're good there. You're, you're fine. She oh is, boy, she is. Oh boy, she is very single and very not a human, and very digitally inclined to mingle. <laughs> uh, we it was aired on the channel MBS, which I assume is Macross Broadcasting System. Uh, but to me, when they said MBS, my local news flags triggered, and I thought it was Mohammed bin Salman, uh, <laughs> the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, who people refer to as MBS. He was behind the uh, Jamal Khashoggi killing. That's what I thought first. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool little journey you took yeah. us on, Austin. You guys are just tuning into our political <laughs> podcast. You guys are about to get some hot political news from the boys over Saturday morning Tuesdays. You have any other let's, hot takes for us? Yeah, let's um, weigh no. in on Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so old, right? So uh, when do you think Ashoki was murdered? <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> let's get back on topic. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know what else is broadcasting from the MBS is uh, uh, the the Zentradi are getting those broadcasts. So this is why I had us watch this episode. Uh, is the Zentradi plot? Um, this is kind of this is where we're uh, where the, the the trajectory of the next few episodes is going uh, with these like three Zentradi drone type guys that are sent to kind of spy on Macross and They're then end up watching the beauty pageant and most being so beardiest Zentradi that they can muster. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I, I think it's kind of fun 
if there's anything about this episode that I actually do enjoy, it's that I like watching their reaction to the pageant. So the, the, you get a couple of jokes out of that. And I actually wound up really enjoying, you know, this is the second time that an attempt to sort of rebuild some semblance of normal life in uh, in space has really cost them something. The first time, uh, you know, when, when the city was destroyed, turning into man, into a big man. And mm-hmm. then now they've broadcast to the Zentradi, you know, information. I don't <laughs> Pictures know if of our young women. <laughs> I, I assume there's some way, if they're getting the signal, there's some way to, you know, interact with it, trace it. That was yeah. my impression that them having the right. signal was not good for right. <laughs> for the right. for the boys the boys and ladies on the Macross. And I think I think more more. I mean, there is a little bit of that, right? Like it's 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 not a great security thing for them to be just you know hackable to get all of their broadcasts. But also, I I think and then we'll, again we'll see this more in the next week or two. Uh, the exposure of the Zentradi to human culture is what's really the implication here. Like that's, that's what is actually the, the real ripple that begins is that these, these Zentradi actually see like they comment a lot. Yeah. We'll we'll have to drop a clip in. Like they talk about like seeing just like like when Rick Hunter discovered the Zentradi were basically big humans. Right. Exactly. They're discovering the Micronians are just little Zentradi. Mm hmm. And that they, uh, you know, they let men and women just stand side by side and talk to each other. And, like they put the the women in these skimpy clothing and they're like talking about like what what purpose does that serve like is it is it armor is yeah it that's like... a great conversation i've never seen anything like it i suppose what she's wearing is a new kind of armor why would they give her such skimpy armor they can only protect such a small portion of her body how would i know maybe those are the only parts of her that are vulnerable <laughs> just sort of imagining that like ah yes humans humans can't be hurt unless you punch the female ones in their breasts or in their groin like like it's there's just, not it's good just, pots to get to get punched. I mean, it is true. This is true. But it's it was just an interesting like, you know, <laughs> given what they're looking at, like what yeah. conclusions can these aliens draw about human culture? Yeah. And they're free. Yeah. Out. And it wasn't and it wasn't a gross. You know, they were like, you know, interrogative in a way, I believed. Yeah. No, that was that was a cool moment. Um, Let's talk a little bit about our Rick Hunter plot for this episode. Yeah. So Rick is uh, supposed to be going off and doing a recon mission. And instead, he goes AWOL to see a little bit of Miss Macross because Lynn's <laughs> going to be in it. And uh, he gets in trouble. He gets in big time trouble because he goes <laughs> off to see Miss Macross. And then there's like a the equivalent of a will Rick Hunter go to the principal's office? Yeah, there's the principal's office. There's a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the, on the, on the PA system. Yeah. The whole, in front of like the entire audience, yeah, it interrupts like the thousands show. of people be like, Hey, Rick Hunter needs to go uh, get his shit figured out. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Ooh, Rick in trouble. Report to the principal's office for a reaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in, he gets yelled at by Lisa and she sends him off on his way to go recon scouting because they've found uh, this other ship. Yeah. And he kind of I guess he's he has like a fuck the man moment because instead of taking the normal recon vessel, he gets in like their newly developed, heavily armored Veritech fighter and just sort of takes one out for a spin. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, transmission. <laughs> oh, it's dying. Oh, yeah, bad connection. Armored Battaloid. Yeah. It's a big beefy boy. It, it is a fun twist on like, it's not, you know, on other shows, especially of these, of these, uh, 
uh, uh, Far Eastern animated variety uh, mm-hmm. uh, where, where there's mm-hmm. children in the military. Uh, usually the kids kind of roll with the program. And right. I, I like seeing a more realistic, real, like herding cats moment of what it must be like having to be the commander <laughs> of teens in an <laughs> yeah teens in the air force <laughs> well i also like that he wasn't supposed to take this ship out where instead and i think a lot of shows that are really super toyetic it's just like oh yeah we got a cool new ship great uh-huh. use it and this is like we're saving that like that's a <laughs> yeah. good one don't, don't, don't use it <laughs> but you know this this horn teen is is hopped up on on testosterone and he doesn't even he's so mad well, good thing this good thing the brand new the brand new uh, robot is equipped with a with a good TV inside. Yes. <laughs> he yes. spends half his recon mission just watching the pageant. It's great. It's great. Yeah, he's like tuning in like there's like missiles going around. He's like ducking in and out to like the swimsuit competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the and the Zentradi, I mean there's a there's a fight that breaks out, right? Cuz he goes out and he finds the Zentradi and they're spying and they they sort of have a showdown. But Right, right when they realize Rick is onto them, uh, they're they're watching the swimsuit part, and they're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you, make sure you save all this. Yes, for posterity. Yeah, save save this for posterity. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, yeah, very moment. important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very important uh, historical footage for us to to keep forever. <laughs> now, when Midmay is up there, um, there's a there's a little moment that. It it, it kind of looks like a little rump shot. It's like her her butt. Yeah, we in the we, we we get the 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 bathing suit a little wedged in the crackaroo. But but yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a it's a it's a nice little human moment at the same time as being sort of a little little treat for some for some fans. <laughs> treat for naughty boys. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's just a very real moment of like adjusting the uh, yeah the suit that mm-hmm. I think a lot of women deal with. Take, taking time to see people in real life to animate people living. Yeah, you know, it's just another one of those really nice moments of like somebody fidgeting with clothes or playing yeah. around with yeah. something that is supposed to be skin tight and perfect, you mm-hmm. know, and and her kind of the the sloppy version of that <laughs> is uh you know yeah it's a nice moment and you know she gets out there and they're asking her more questions and she takes another opportunity to just 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 stick a knife right in Rick when they're like you have any boyfriends and she's like no you have any male friends like well. One real good friend who's just like a brother to me. Just the just the one I would never bone in a ten million years. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even thought about it. Oh wow, what a crazy idea now that you mentioned. Yeah, her. what the fuck? Even after she's oh no peek at me, no peeksies. <laughs> Marry oh, me. Oh, I'm gonna, gonna take gonna my die. naked butt out. Don't look, Rick. Don't do it. No peeks at this butt. <laughs> He's like a brother to me. He's just a brother to me. That's why he can't peek at my butt. That would be too <laughs> gross if that brother was to go peeking on my butt. <laughs> so Minmay has a different moment in this episode as well with this uh, fancy movie star, Jan Morris. Mm-hmm. Boy, nothing says elegance like Jan Morris. <laughs> yeah, the two ugliest. Jan Morris names. at the DMV. Um, but... Uh, no, so so Lynn is in this waiting room in the green room, and she notices, oh, that's Jan Morris, and she's with her like publicist or agent, um, and she goes up to get an autograph after Jan is like clearly really frustrated about something, like very openly frustrated about something, and then Minmay walks in at the right, the worst timing, is like, hey, do you want to sign? Do you want to? Can I get your autograph? All I have is this like hanky <laughs> that you could sign. Her wedding hanky. Oh yeah. 
That's true. But what then the a weird thing. <laughs> the weird thing that happens though is that after Jan storms off, her publicist tells Minmay, like, you think what she would say is something like, hey, read the room. She's not like, interested. <laughs> what instead she does say is, hey, if you really wanted an autograph, you'd get a real autograph book. <laughs> that's that's the frustration. Yeah, that's the problem. She'd sign she'd sign whatever for you whenever. It just needs to be an official autograph. She's book. in a bad mood, but she would sign in an autograph book. <laughs> Uh, let's yeah, let's hop back to our boy Rick Hunter because he's doing some cool stuff. He's doing some cool space. stuff. Yeah, good thing he wound up taking the the big expensive robot out because he is getting ambushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's some space nonsense that occurs here. Right. There's missiles. There's missiles. Uh, they fight. Y- you know, it's it's not it's not particularly noteworthy. There's some good explosions, but the the three Zentradi in the end they they escape on a pod and they lose all the recordings that they'd made. Uh, they they sort of leave the, the their their major ship behind, and it explodes with Rick inside of it, and Rick is kind of stranded for a little bit. Although that's not before there's a really cool moment where Rick like crashes into the side of the <sighs> mm-hmm. ship in his mech suit, and I just I love that Zentradi are giant size because that means you have people in mech suits jumping into the sides of spaceships, yeah, like it's nothing, like they're a person walking around. That <laughs> is cool. I, I like I like that scale that attention to scale that this show always uh, does well with. Yeah, it's it's such a cool visual that you don't really get otherwise. But he wakes up from you know having been almost blown to pieces and tunes in just in time to see Minmay win the, uh, the Miss Macaras competition and is pretty bummed actually because he's kind of like coming to realize that maybe she's starting to be a real big deal and he's kind of being real busy being a pilot and maybe their worlds are not going to converge the way that he thought they were. Boy, that's rough, man. (laughs) Yeah. Adulthood. I know. Growing up in space. (laughs) Growing up in space, dealing with your friend, becoming a star. Is that, is that, uh, who wrote that song? That was uh, Jarf. Neil Diamond. Jarf, Jarf Diamond. <laughs> Good. Space singer. Space singer Jarf Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the bridge ladies were pretty into the competition, too. They were all watching. Mm-hmm. Bridge ladies Roy, were, were pretty into Captain Global. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would r- much rather be spending my time with them than mid-May. I'm glad Lisa's going to be getting getting a promotion to, to main character. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lisa's dope. Yeah, we get to we get to spend the next. Well, just they're just uh, they're much more dynamic and interesting. Whether they they can be catty and professional, they can they joke, but they're you know, and, but and they're serious. They're good at their jobs. They're just there's just a lot more going on on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minmay's well, very one note, and that note is one that makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the brown note. It's the dark note. <laughs> <laughs> makes you poop. <laughs> Min May makes me poop. <laughs> All right, Min May makes me poop. Uh, maybe we want to go to a sponsor message. That sounds great. Hey, Rory. Yo. Will you be so, so kind and tell us every, every, everything about Whoa. our brand new sponsor? Our brand new sponsor who has been so kind to give us a lot of money uh, to, to talk about their product. Edgar's Potion. Okay, so if you're like me, 
you you used to you used to go into the bathtub and just lay there. You would you would just you would turn on the water. You would turn it to a nice lukewarm, fill it to the top, and 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 you would drape your arms and legs out the side, and you would just. You would just be in there like a... Like a steaming potato. You're just a steaming... You were just lightly, lightly, you know, moistening your potato. <laughs> I do love a lukewarm bath. <laughs> so you know who else loves a lukewarm bath is my best friend, Edgar. And he has figured out a way... He's figured out a way to take that... To take the best part about... To take the best part about a lukewarm bath... Which is they used that used that lived in water that lived in bath water and he's made mm. it he's put it he's bottled it and uh, you can buy it. it what you're buying is basic you're buying water you're buying bottled water to compete with the Fijis and the Aquafinas it's called Edgar's Potion and it's, and it's used bath <laughs> it's, it's it's bath water it's but it's not. <laughs> It's not your everyday. It's not your everyday run of the mill. It wasn't hot. It wasn't. They didn't cook all the minerals out of that bathwater. It wasn't too cold. It didn't freeze anybody in that bathwater. You fill it up to a nice lukewarm. You put a couple boys and girls in there. Just let them soak in. How, how does the FDA feel about this particular product? They're pretty cool because you know the 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 bathers all the bathers all get a regular checkup. They're they're cleaned. Oh, so you know, it's they, not they, just Edgar. It's not it's, just Edgar bathing in. No, every... there's a whole production. There's a it's bottled water. It, Edgar couldn't Edgar couldn't bathe in, in every tub. Is it kind of like if you want to be an Uber driver, you kind of like sign up and you got no. Get there's a factory out. called Edgar's. It's it's not like that. I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> Edgar just came up with an idea to sell the best water. Which is which has a little bit of human mineral with the with the rock minerals. It's got rock minerals and human minerals. Those humanite crystals. <laughs> so you soak a man, you soak a you soak a crisp man in there till he's nice and wrinkled, and take the man out, bottle up that water, sell until it until he's voided all of his important contents. <laughs> but I just imagine a bunch of dudes walking into the factory like I'm as crisp as a freshly fresh dollar bill, <laughs> and just hopping into tubs, coming and then out they, old California raisins, and then they slither out like a like a. <laughs> <laughs> they're out like a wet snake. <laughs> All their youth just diluted, boiled into this wonderful bottled water. Boy, I gotta get some, get me some of that Edgar's potion. All right, everybody, don't change that day, Chanel. Um, <laughs> Emily Day Chanel, change that channel. Uh, it's uh, some Bones humor for you there. Uh, she is the star of Bones, Emily Day Chanel. Um, so now in our Bones podcast, we're looking at Ring Raiders episode two. The best man for the job is a woman. Here is the blurb for this episode. Jenny Gale must focus on rescuing the other Ring Raiders when they're in trouble and prove she is a capable pilot. Yeah. If you think that this might be sort of a weird episode, you are right. And you <laughs> should maybe watch it because it's... <laughs> Whoa, boy. It's like the best kind of mess, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a dude's a Rooney. 
I mean, the very first thing that we see, and I'm looking at it right now, the very first thing that we see in this episode is this this guy, Yakamura, who is typing on a keyboard and it looks like he's playing a djembe. <laughs> the slappy <laughs> computer typing happens, I think, throughout this whole episode a little bit. It's really incredible. And then we see his weird future parrot. <laughs> yeah, Yakamura is a pilot from the future. Everybody else is sort of from other times. And Yakamura comes with some sort of weird dragon parrot that shouts. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes, oh, <laughs> like it doesn't it's like oh i got i got really nothing to add to that that's just it's incredible this yeah. parrot sucks this parrot is the worst <laughs> character uh and then we we very quickly learn about uh supposedly what's the main plot of the episode but that we've spent very little time with over the course of it which is that there is a meteor there's a meteor and it is full of zeranium Oh, Which, what's Zeranium, Andy? Oh, it's just a metal that is 100 times more powerful than uranium. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. Is that how the periodic table works, yeah, do you think? I think it, I think it is. What the fuck is Zeranium? I mean, I get, I get, I mean, Marvel does that kind of shit all the time. They invented, you know, the Vibranium, right? We got Unobtainium. Uh, I am something... fine. You know, it really is is about the medium and the context. I think it was funny on this. It would have annoyed me on Star Trek. You know? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I think I think the worst part is not that there's a new mineral or whatever called Zeranium. It's that <laughs> is the way they said it. Zeranium. It's a hundred times more powerful than uranium. Like, you know. <laughs> it's an delivery, and it's always one of those weird things when they introduce they introduce new material and have to exposit it to you because we don't know it because it doesn't exist but they treat it like it's you know they just like never handle like they're they're explaining something that is supposed to be very common just but they're explaining it like all the people i guess are just idiots who've never heard of it yeah what zeranium the thing that we all know about in this world that's real well you're Well, you're a pilot from the 1940s, so you mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an idiot. <laughs> Us uh, here in the future of the 90s, we all hang out with Zeranium in our telephones. <laughs> you know, we spend a lot of time with the character Hubbub, yeah. who is this bad guy uh, who's kind of like Michelangelo if he was a dick and a pilot. And He's rude. I, I honestly think that we could drop every single one of Hubbub's lines in here and it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, God, every time he spoke was gold. Yeah, yeah, after I take care of business, your sliminess, I think you'll get a charge out of this, Ms. Jenny. Yaha! <laughs> Far out, sitting ducks, ring raiders, two for the price of one. Yaha! <laughs> I've got you radar lock, cub, you wimpo. You can run, but you can't hide. Gross out. It's a trick. All right, let's party. <laughs> I got him. He makes just these horrifying sounds. He's at one point, I think he calls cub a wimpo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, wimbo, wimbo. <laughs> it's W for a wimbo. <laughs> I don't know. The the main plot that we actually deal with that's not the, like, save the world plot is that people, specifically Baron Von Claudites, are being very sexist to Jenny Gale, the one, like, the token female on the good side. Yeah, and to rem- a reminder, Baron Von Claudites, you might have 
missed him a little bit in the first episode, but he is a Red Baron stand-in character. He's this German World War One pilot mm-hmm. who was, again, an enemy uh, to the U.S. <laughs> uh, at that time. <laughs> And they just, they thought he'd be fun to have on the team, I guess. Now, so and... here's, I have mixed feelings about this, because obviously the sexism in this episode, uh, I mean, they, they, the big lesson is sexism is bad. You could argue it still kind of smacks of just not really getting it. Yeah. But, yeah. but here's the thing. I, I liked addressing the fact that, a, you know, a squadron of like ace pilots from different times and cultures would clash on things like this. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. I, I thought it. I thought it was an interesting dynamic to to what was a show that was never going to talk about the fact that they're from different times and different cultures. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they again. Allison just said they've got a World War One fight. You know, soldier. From, right. Uh, yeah. You know, not everybody's going to be cool with the same things. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it's very strange because what happens is Cub and the Baron make some offhand comments about uh, Jenny being a woman while she's engaging in a combat mission at the beginning of the movie being in the episode. And uh, as soon as the mission is over, Victor Vector comes in and is like, Hey, you guys need to report to the uh, video room for some mandatory sexual harassment training. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's super real. It, he he basically and i think i mean that's a joke right i mean it's not sexual harassment training but what he does i also feel like is a bit of a a violation too because he's like cool let me come in and tell you all of jenny's potentially private backstory yeah and she it's i don't think it's really i mean we don't learn much about her you know much that i would consider you know like a divulged secret but you're right it was hers to tell she has the most ludicrous backstory of these characters so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. She right. was a uh, field doctor, a field medic in uh, in Vietnam. the Vietnam War, and mm-hmm. she was and she got fed up with being a field medic just in the field. She wanted to be a field medic in a helicopter, and <laughs> she was such a good doctor. The pilots taught her to fly. Yeah, right. Maybe she was so good at be being funny. a doctor. The pilots decided. To break all the rules about female pilots, which I don't even I don't know if that was a thing in Vietnam. Right, or... And I don't even know if that was necessary to have to explain their way. Yeah, around. it was super weird. But I still you still would never in a million years be like, wow, you're such a great doctor. You know how we should make you fly the helicopter instead. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Well, and, and the real problematic uh, notion here is that. We need a reason to respect women, like of course. Uh-huh. that. She needs to have a cool backstory in order for us to like. Oh, okay. I guess we should treat her with dignity. Yeah, Vector could have come <laughs> in and been like, "Look, I get it. Like, women suck, but this particular one, she's got a cool backstory." Yeah, have you seen how cool she is? <laughs> we <laughs> should actually care about this one. Yeah, this one. You know. Now he also says, uh, Victor, when he's narrating, and you see her like her helicopter went down in Vietnam. It like got hit. And then he says, that's when we decided to step in and like pull her out. So was she going to die? And they, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a very similar. I think that's a, a, that's a song implication. And that's probably, you know, I think we can also assume Cub was not, not going to do so well back no, in his I time either. I guess not. But then if he wasn't going to do so well, why was he worth pull? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Well, her, know. Back, her backstory is a hell of a lot cooler than Cub's. Yeah. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. But yeah, they'd bring her forward. I in suppose it's an interesting thing to be said. I, 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 I hesitate. I'm sure they'll never address it. But perhaps you know, because they're time travelers, because they have these records, and you know, they've got all the time in the world. Womp, 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 that you know, they can find these great pilots who you know through some through some freak accident were going to die. You know, right, much before their time, despite their their dopeness. And salvage them, salvage them for the time yeah, travel, time I wish travel pilot that was team. The, I wish that was like the key notion. Yeah, like I, I wish, wish it was I wish that as was well. actually like uh, you were about to go down, so that it doesn't create any sort of paradox. Like mm-hmm. if they were about to die, yeah, then they they grab them. <laughs> <laughs> so they finish learning about Jenny, and then they're like, okay, okay, well, you know, we'll be, we'll play nice. We'll but then her. Baron von Claudites <laughs> watches this whole thing and is still like, well, you know. I still don't like women in combat. And it's like, man, how are we supposed to like you? Like you like there's like about five different times in this episode that the Baron is presented with very good evidence that she's really good at her job. And he just says, no, no. From the uh, point. I mean, I, I don't know. Aside from the fact that he's on the good guy team, I don't know to what degree we're supposed to like the Baron. He's right. done nothing positive. He sucks. He fucking sucks. <laughs> he does <Yeah>. suck. <laughs> He sucks a lot. And again, that would be interesting if if they're like we're the you know if if he was a good guy despite sucking and and that was a constant you know it's if it's going to be a constant struggle. Um, I I am interested in this team made out of people who disagree and and yeah and and butt heads despite a, a shared common interest in saving the world. Yeah, saving time, saving the <laughs> saving saving, time. saving the timeline. We're time cops. Um, <laughs> So Scorch uh, is barely in this episode, but he does uh, th- there's an interesting thing that happens uh, where he's he's going to go after this meteor that's going to crash and he wants all the Zeranium out of it because I guess that's going to help <laughs> him a lot. And he's about to leave his like cool base. And then suddenly he is like surrounded by Ring Raiders and Victor Vector is on his like main screen and is like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like. Why don't you do this all the time? Like, can you just at any moment go to fucking Scorch's hideout Show and just on his TV? shut it down? Like, why would you not just do that now? Like, why is this not ep- an episode about how we finally just shut their whole operation down? Right. Oh, all right. I guess we'll let you be villains this time. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. But he stops in. He stops in basically to be like, no, you don't. You can't go after. I'm just doing my aloe from Dinosaur's voice. <laughs> no, you can't go in there. Uh, the Zeranium is like unstable. And if they don't deal with it in two hours, it's going to melt the Earth's crust and the planet will be destroyed in 12 hours. Yikes. And that is really intense. Raising the stakes. Wow. <laughs> Though it, 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 you know, from a point of view of a time travel show, does it? The world has to end at some point. Is this the end of the... I mean, they could just go back in time. Yeah, we don't know what time they're in right now. Yeah, we have no idea where they are. No. Or when they are. Whoa, oh, oh. Um, So that brings us to our our other character is uh, Kirkov. Yuri Kirkov. Yeah, so Kirkov, it becomes his mission to go fly over this meteor crash site. Because it is crashed in Siberia. Tell me what his mission is. I don't know. He he's got a radiation neutralizer. Yeah, it's like a grenade <laughs> that he's gonna go just over there and 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 deal with it's, it. It's so funny with with we, we talked about how they're how how rock hard they are about plain facts, <laughs> but then they also like add you know what is the, the the equivalent of a shark repellent spray to their planes <laughs> right at the <laughs> right. same t- like but, with the same breath and don't see the don't see the irony in that at all. 
Mm-hmm. I just want to know if they are supposedly good guys and they have radiation neutralizers, uh, can't they just go back to like Hiroshima and like <laughs> do a little they good deed? Doing a lot of good. You know, go to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, just kind of make that go away. No, they only have uh, they only have jurisdiction over pilot crimes. Oh, okay. Those and were pilot that crimes. Is a pi- those were pilot crimes, Andy. <laughs> you know what? You know what? God damn it. <laughs> now I'm mad at the Ring Raiders. Yeah. They had jurisdiction and they said, no, thank you. Yeah. Or at least not yet. <laughs> so Yuri Kirkov goes off with Victor Vector. They're going to go handle this problem. And Victor leaves Jenny in charge of the air carrier justice. Uh, he makes her temporary ring commander. And <laughs> I, I love the words that are flying out of my mouth unbidden. Like it's I've beautiful. just completely internalized this bullshit. It's so good. Uh, but they come, she comes in and they, everyone realizes that she's in charge. And Yakamura starts giving her an update. And when he, and he like does this little tiny monologue about like, oh, here's the situation. And in like the biggest like obvious Homer Simpson whisper, the Baron leans in and goes like, <laughs> hey, but she's a woman. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. God. The Baron hasn't forgot he was in this episode already. <laughs> and had other lines just like this. He does not get the get the picture. But my favorite thing is what happened right after this is when uh, Yakamura pipes in. <laughs> Me? I'm from the future. By the year 2035, there will have been three women presidents. Good ones. Good ones. Um, Where basically, he's basically just said he'd vote for Obama for a third term kind of situation. <laughs> where he's like, he doesn't even say like how he feels about it. He's just, well, I'm from the future where we've had three women presidents. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you vote for them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I... The rest, what even, what even is there to say about this, this whole sequence? I guess, like the uh, uh, siren and hubbub go after Kirkov. They f- they blast him down. I-, I guess Kirkov's ejector seat can fly on its own. Yeah. <laughs> also, I do have we something gotta... to note that his uh, power ring, his his ring raider, I yeah. guess, uh, does a different effect on his ship than Cubs does. Cub became all metal, and when Kirkov put his in, it went like cloaking. Oh, okay, okay. He went invisible. I, I remember. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. They might all have different powers. I just haven't seen what all those are. Cub is shiny and chrome, right? <laughs> and this one is is no nothing. It goes away. It goes away. Uh, Kirkov also really hates Siberia. <laughs> oh my he has God. several lines, about eight lines in the span of about a minute, where he says how much he hates Siberia. It's, <laughs> it's weird. It's like they have a Russian guy and like. That's his only character. His only character is that, like, they told me I would not be in Siberia. <laughs> and, like, it's so it's weird. Funny. It's cute, I guess. He's also getting really close to that crater without a suit <laughs> on this, like, super, super you know, radioactive thing. It's going to melt and the I, Earth's I, I, crust there, in two there's hours. A, there's, a, there's a rig of truth to, like, you know, I, I learned to be a pilot to get out of Siberia. I joined a fucking... You know, time traveling, time traveling super team. And I keep having to go back to this frozen wasteland that I spent my whole life trying to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. So we see we see the same thing uh, that happened at the beginning of the episode play out again here at the end of the episode where uh, Jenny goes into combat. She's got she's she pilots a chopper, which I'm still very confused. It's how a chopper is out flying a bunch of jets. 
but she's still managing. It's like a medivac shopper, chopper. But she comes in and she tells everyone that she's got it under control. And she clearly does. Like, it's cool. If there's one thing I want to give this episode props for, it's that they they don't just tell her. They don't just tell us that women are good. They actually give Jenny a chance to show how good of a tactician she is. Right. Um, And so she gets in there and she's like, I got it. I got it. But again, the Baron comes back and is like, I don't fucking trust this woman. And he comes in and he almost screws it up again. And then, you know, she blasts everybody out of the sky with a cool plan with like a, a remote controlled missile. And, you know, everyone has to kind of eat their words about it. I, I liked it. Uh, there was a there's a fun line, I think, just logically that that I that I enjoyed uh, where, uh, you know, uh, Cub is like, I think we should we should go back up. We should go back up, uh, Jenny. And, and Baron has this snarky retort of like, well, I thought women were so good. Why do we have to help her? And he's like, well, come on, we're still on a team, man. Yeah, yeah. we can we can be helpful and still let her. <laughs> she's still in charge. Yeah. Baron's like, oh, OK, apparently now we're just in a fantasy land where women are good at stuff. So I guess we don't have to worry about it. Like, Jesus, dude. Uh, yeah, and then I guess Kirchhoff does his thing with the meteor. He like chucked the grenade they at it. And show he it. Walks out of a cave and everything's fine, and they're they're all happy. And I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they leave all of the zeranium there. It's, it's yeah. We get a unclear. bit of a Star Trek ending. Captain's log. Everything happened. <laughs> <laughs> we head back to the base, and Victor Vector's about to like completely just rip the Baron a new one. And Jenny steps in. It's like, no, no, no. I was in command and I don't want to punish him. I just want him to promise that he'll, you know, fucking toe the line next time if I'm given the orders. And he does this thing <laughs> where he says the name of the episode. First and foremost, he says, sometimes the best man for a job is a woman. And then he tries to kiss her hand. And I guess this is like a they, they all she goes, Darren, no, <laughs> they all laugh. You incorrigible like cur. Oh, yeah. Silly Baron. No Tricks punishment for kids. You can only fail upwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't know. It's just such a weird treatment of the moment. Like we don't it, actually... again. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't handle the topic material that they're trying to, I think, impress on us. Uh, well, I think again, if we're to if we're to attribute some amount of believability to this time travel team, if you had somebody from 150 years ago, yeah, you probably wouldn't expect them to change their stripes overnight. You would expect a learning curve. You know, it's kind of yeah. like oh, grandpa. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Although I feel like he should have been punished, though. He should have been punished. <laughs> she should have said, you know, yeah, she should have punished him. I, I would. Hey, you should. Hey, one. you should at least go clean the like galley or something. Yeah. You know, clean my bathroom. Uh, I think that we have to drop the end of this episode in in its entirety. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Because <laughs> Hubbub and Siren are stranded. Okay, I did love this part. <laughs> they are yeah. stranded because their ships got blown out of the sky and nobody ever dies in this show. So they're fine. They're both fine. They didn't die in the explosions. And they're talking to Scorch on the phone and he's like, I'm not fucking to come pick you up. Like, <laughs> yeah, his line is something like, I won't send a rescue unit for an idiot who gets beat twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I did actually really enjoy because really that does good. make sense. But then they like we have like this very Saturday morning cartoon ending where the two of them walk off arguing in the sun to the sunset almost about who's in charge. And we're supposed to like find that funny and charming. But. It's really just ham fist. It's like the, it's like from a playbook. 
like a cartoon playbook, like of how to end the episode. I know what I'm doing. I'll handle it. I'm in command here. You do what I say. You're not in command. I am too in, in command, command here. You, you don't even anything. know anything don't about being in command. I'm always It's it's rote. It um uh, it matches the theme of the episode though. So it's not not that's not for nothing. I I wish it had True. a little better though. Yeah, you know, and mirrored the the token woman on the other team and Shit. showed like an interesting comparison. That would be such a better episode if they'd spent the whole episode showing how Siren has it tough on her end too, or not, right? Because <laughs> right? they were less sexist to the woman on their team. <laughs> yeah, they know she's a bad bitch. Yeah, this is, yeah that would have been that would have been really interesting, but alas, we didn't we didn't get anything of the sort. So. <laughs> That's that. I mean, that's it for Ring Raiders. You yes, know? it is. Yeah, that was the episode. I thought this one was quite entertaining. I did too. It's never not entertaining. It's never so entertaining. Far. Yeah, it, uh, it it gave well, and if 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 nothing else, it gave us quite a bit of of discussion material. For that, I'm always thankful. Yeah, I mean, the the one I almost said the one bad part about Ring Raiders. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. The the biggest thing that I have trouble with is that none of their plane like fights, none of their dog fights seem to follow logically one moment to the next. Like it's really hard to tell, like someone shot a missile and then like you need to dive and then like, oh, then another person gets shot with it. Like the action is not telegraphed in a way where we can follow it. For a show that's so up its own butt about planes, <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't really do them very well. No. I mean Silverhawks did this better. It wasn't as interesting. Like to this show's credit, I pay attention to this show a lot more than I paid attention to Silverhawks. <laughs> but I, I, what I loved about Silverhawks was just all of the, all of the, the fanciful, all the fanciful just things in, uh, oh fuck, what was the name of the galaxy they were in? Limbo. Limbo. In Limbo. Just Limbo was just so full of weird shit that I, I was just there for. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we are at the end of the episode, and we've put all the bones back together, <laughs> oh, thank God. and and uh, and figured out the murder, and it was the butcher. Oh, okay. oh that makes now, sense. Is this the same episode that we were in? This is the same episode of the bones that we were in. We we it's like they do this. They do their show like a murder mystery. Oh right. Okay. Everyone yeah. gets every, it's it's all Likewise. everyone gets their part, and you you figure out who did it. It's a whodunit. <laughs> wow, and they just film the results, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, and then they film all of us trying to assemble the skeleton at the end, like because that's an important part. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, a like a Lego set. We got to put the murder victim back together. All you the gotta bones. Put, you got to put yeah, his they, bones back. I was one of them. I was in there. I was one of those bones. That's one of those yeah. skelly bones. We sure found where you fit. You're a weird shaped bone. You know, bones also are pretty bad when they break. Oh, yeah. God, we did a whole Bones episode and we haven't talked about Rory's sad, oh, sad we, leg. Yeah, we should tell, 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 tell everybody about my, about my, my wound. Yeah, pull, pull the curtain back and tell everyone about how the, tell us, tell us all about the extreme, <laughs> extreme sports you were doing to break Guys, your I leg. Hold on a second. Ex- wait, 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 wait. I have a great lead in. We may, I may play a bone on TV, but in reality, <laughs> bones are no laughing matter. Uh, Our, my yeah. friend Rory broke his bone. Doing remind me, I was walking home from work and I was walk. I was cutting across um this was like slanted driveway. It was a tile driveway. It was a little slippery. It was wet, 
Oh, and, don't try uh, and gussy it up with with extra details. Oh, it was on a slant. Oh, it was wet. You fell while walking, you little you you monster. Well, yeah, so I think the victim. slant is important and, and the wetness because <laughs> the slip and the angle is what caused the wound. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, if I, right. if I was walking on a flat surface, uh, even if I slipped, I would have come down straight. And you know, bones can bones can handle that. But mm-hmm. at the angle, at the angle with the twist and the and the and the, and the slip. Uh, yeah. I just, it, it just took a bit, it popped right out. I, yeah, the, di- the concrete tried to unscrew your leg like a ketchup bottle. I got dislocated. I tore the ligament. I have a, I have a, uh, fracture in the leg in the shin bone. That's uh, bad. It was bad. They had to take out a, they took out a bone chip. They put a screw in me. They had a screw in my ankle. Uh, oh, it's oh a, they it, put it in your leg. I just thought they picked a spot, like a fun spot. pick a spot and throw it in there. <laughs> just, that'll be funny. <laughs> like, why does my chest hurt? Oh, well, you'll find out. Well, we uh, we wish you the best, Rory. We know, uh, we, we know all the fans are wishing you the best out there. All those fans of Bones. All those fans of Bones um, and our show. So, uh, you know, Rory... Hopefully we we won't have too much of an outage of, of the show. Uh, yeah, because that's what's fair course. to bring up. Uh, between you know the time zone difference, there there may be times I've got to go to doctors and I'll have surgery again at some point. Uh, there there may be a few missed weeks in the months to come because of uh, unforeseen leg leg business. Uh, so if you like our show, tweet at Rory and tell him tell him tell him all the good things about about. Uh, you know about his bones that you like go yeah. to itunes and give us five bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah five out of five bones. bones i'm gonna drop a i'm gonna drop a sound effect of like of bones, bones. <laughs> that's, that's the sound of bones <laughs> you listen to the bones a little, little rinkity dink rinkity dink xylophone can you guys hear that the, the bone winds howl it's a it's a bone wind blowing oh boy shut up <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to our episode today, and maybe go maybe go check out the episode that all three of us guest starred in on Bones, that uh, American crime procedural comedy drama television series that aired on Fox in the United States from September 13, 2005 until March 28, 2017. Uh, oh shit, the show's over. How are we on the show? Do you no, think those we are were... just that's those are just uh, that's those what, are the what, American what... seasons. They made Canadian uh-huh. seasons after. <laughs> oh, okay, that after, makes more sense. She goes. She I goes. To, that... She goes to Canada to dig up more bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't using them. She realized there was a whole world of Canadian bones. She'd been Canadian neglecting. bones. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I wish it was just called Canadian bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks. Go check out our Canadian episode of Bones. Thanks for listening today. Yeah, um, and if you want to listen to us more, you can go find us on iTunes. You can give us five stars. Uh, the, there's an earlier option for Bones, but I think there's only stars on iTunes. Um, you can go to our other socials, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, just just tell us how much you love us, because we'd love that, and uh, we love you. I think it's worth noting that you can give us five out of five Bones on Bone Tunes. <laughs> You know, if you if you go find our podcast on Bone Tunes, is this a good joke? Did I yes. nail it? I'm a big fan of Bone Tunes. 
I'm also a big fan of Skyhunks. Our current arc. <laughs> our current arc Skyhunks. We've got uh, three more, three more, three more canned episodes of Skyhunks. Yes, indeed. We will be talking more about the Ring Raiders and and the Robotex. It's been a great tent. It's been good to go a little long. We have mm-hmm. we've been we've been short for a while. Now we're long. We've got you know. <laughs> Just like a skeleton, you've got short bones and long bones, and we're on a long bone today. That's true. <laughs> it's a long bone running. So maybe next week we'll see ya. Sounds good. Maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll see ya. I'm trying to. I'm just gonna casual. Maybe next. Maybe next week we'll see you around. Bone you later. Not just eh, eh, if you want. <laughs> if you want the bone, you know we'll, we'll have them. We'll put on a. We'll just have the bones here on a plate and put them. Put them here. You can uh, help yourself. <laughs> Or not. Like take a bone, leave a bone. <laughs> take a bone. Let, you know, take a bone. Let's bone right out. Oh boy. Oh boy.